Welcome in, everyone. We're back with a brand new episode of Audionauts. Uh, hot, fresh, right out the oven. Uh, tasty cakes for everyone. Um, we're excited to have you back. We're hoping you'll keep listening and maybe tell some of your friends and families. Um, let you know that we're on Anchor, Spotify, Radio Public. You can listen in all those places. I think we're coming to Apple Music pretty soon. We're also uh, can be found on you know the social medias. Facebook and Twitter at Audio Knots. And Audio Knots is spelled audio, then N O T S, knots. Like, we're not good at audio. That's kind of how we went with it. And then on Instagram, we're Audio Knot Podcast. Um, I'm super excited today to say hello. Uh, my name is Eric Oldboy. I'm here with the myth, the man, and the legend, Rin. That's me. That's him. I'm real excited. You know why I'm excited? Why are you excited? I'm super excited about The Mandalorian. So, you watched it? Dude, yeah, I watched it. Did you watch it? I watched it, and after I watched it, I watched people watching it to explain stuff. Oh, and I we have a... Uh, uh, Ren and I have a friend that is... We might have to bring him on one day as a guest. He's a next-level Star Wars guy. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of cool talking to him, so you're going to hear some of his knowledge pass through our amazing vocal cords, but... Uh, this guy, he was able to fill in a lot of gaps on um, the Mandalorian culture, right. the mythology, and those sorts of things. So I think what we'll do is we'll start off by talking about how much we like uh, the Mandalorian. It's a fantastic show. In fact, have you heard of erectile dysfunction? Yes. Well, <laughs> this show gives me erectile function. <laughs> it is functioning. My Star Wars pants are tight. Super tight. Oh my god, I'm so excited about this thing. So, uh, we'll, we'll go spoiler free for the first few minutes. And then maybe, uh, Ren's been working on some sound effects. Maybe we'll drop a Star Wars sound effect in and you hear that thing, we'll know we're going spoilers. So just be ready for that. The Mandalorian, for those who haven't checked it out, is a brand new television show on Disney Plus, the new streaming network. It um, it takes place. I think we mentioned it last episode. What did we decide? How many years after Return of the Jedi? I think when I was kind of researching, it was about five or more years. Five or more years. Yeah. So five or more years after Return, maybe twenty something years before Force Awakens. Right. So that's kind of the timeline. Um, we're introduced like right away. What I liked about the beginning of the show is they didn't waste any time jumping into it. So nope. we're introduced right away to the Mandalorian. But once when he jumped, he got into a screen. I'm like, this is gonna be good. You could feel it in your bones, in your midichlorians. You know? <laughs> your midichlorians yeah, were all perked up. Yeah. Well, what was kind of neat, and before we get into the spoilers, is um, what I really liked about the show in general was they use a lot of practical effects. So sure, they have some special effects. You can see it in like the spaceships and things like that. And some of the monsters um, were definitely CGI. Right. But it reminded me so much of that original trilogy where there was just costumed characters doing their thing and it was amazing. Yeah, and you, you notice that little um that little monster that Jabba the Hutt had, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, like he was like the little like jester thing where, you know, he's supposed to make Jabba. He was like his laugh. little side yeah, side yeah. thing. They always like you know scream and laugh. Yeah. And you see him a little puppet version of him, like, oh man, it's there were a really, couple of them. Yeah, it's really not uh, nostalgic to, to for for me to see that and like okay this is gonna be good yeah i liked it too because not only did you see him but we saw a lot of different characters that i think because i remember yes or 
yesterday, last podcast, right. I was saying, I better see some robots. I want some droids. And uh, sure enough, we were like right away, we saw an R2-D2 looking droid yeah. flying a, a, a land speeder. Yeah, it was like a yellow one. Yeah. And then we saw a um, couple other an- aliens and creatures that were very familiar to the Star Wars universe. Yeah, because they, they kind of started off, you know how he goes into the little um, cantina? Yeah. So it really reminded me of when they show Han in the cantina. Right. Yeah. So who it, shot first? Yeah. We may never know. Well, we know who he did, but. Well, we know who shot first. Yeah. George Lucas changed about 85 different yeah. times, but yeah. yeah. That's why Han Solo was a BA, because he was he was willing to shoot first and still be the good guy. Yep. And it's funny, we saw one of those, the one that he shot, I forget what they're called, but one of one of their creatures was in that, that scene too. Which one? Um, in the cantina scene, the one he shot, the little oh the right, the Greedo, the Greedo. I don't know Greedo's his name, so I'm not sure what his race, his alien yeah. race is. But it was like um, he was in there too, so it's like an homage of it. You know, that's pretty yeah. cool. That was really cool. I think that I want to start talking about more details. So if you haven't seen the show and you're super interested in um, hearing about it or don't want to know any of the details, tune out for a few minutes and uh, we'll we'll let you jump back in in a minute. But let's talk about the details. All right. So um, spoiler alert. Spoiler right? alert. Okay. Star Wars effect. Yes. The show starts off with the Mandalorian you know coming in we learn right away about some of his armor our friend who's a star wars nut told us all about how that armor works what was he saying he was saying that it's a it was a very like rare metal right um it was it's a really high-end metal and he was saying that the mandalorians kind of collected over time to build up their armor yeah that's why in the episode you can see him getting the little shoulder pad and you, you can see that he only has that for now so maybe throughout the series he might be getting more as he as he earned his, you know, Mandalorian status. Right. You said it reminded you um, of like an RPG game. Yeah, like an RPG game. You get to level up your character to get, to get more armor and stuff like that. So it was really cool that way too. Yeah, and then um, our, our our Star Wars friend was also saying that Jango Fett, when they showed him last in one of the movies, that guy was decked head to toe. Yeah, he was the Mandalorian. Right. Yeah, he had all the dope ass armor. Like he he was the full hundred level RPG Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> is that you think? Is that why they chose him to become the clone? Maybe because he would just like Mandalorians are all like really intense bounty hunters you can count on he was right. just like the best of that group right. i mean the best of the best and you make you make um clones of him because you have thousands of him right so let me ask you this um in the prequel movies we learned that they made clones um from jenga fett yes and those all were killed off though along the way, right? None of those exist by the time we're watching this Mandalorian. There's no chance that this Mandalorian was a clone. Well, I'm I don't know because if you look at um, the Force Awakens, right? They mention that the clones never really went away. Yeah, maybe so, it was underground, right? And so maybe you know how that scene where um, Mandalorian goes in and meets the. The villain of the show, I would oh, say. Yeah. And you see those um, stormtroopers all... The dirty-ass dirty dirty ass stormtroopers. So it makes you wonder, are those clones, too, of Jango Fett that's oh. been there this whole time? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Part of me was thinking when I saw the dirty stormtroopers as they just got their asses kicked in, you know, Return of the Jedi. They just had their... I mean, 
who knows what planet these guys were on. Maybe they're always on this planet and the right. Death Star just got blown the hell up. Right. And they're like, they're almost like hiding out. They're, they're like the, um, they're like not in power anymore at this right. point. And so, um, yeah, that, that German guy that's kind of like the de facto bad guy so far, yeah. he's a good actor. I like him. He, he he had some presence to him. Yeah, because you already tell him this guy's a bad guy. Yeah, like immediately you're like, okay, this guy's the bad guy. He reminded me of the bad guy from um, uh, Inglorious Bastards. Remember right. that German guy? Like immediately, like okay, this guy he's <laughs> he's a big time bad guy. But yeah, so the Mandalorian um, after he gets kind of his marching orders, they pay him in that uh, the fancy metal chunk, which he yeah. turned. I was confused a little bit. Maybe you paid better attention than me um, when he took the metal chunk in to get it melted down and it was made partially into his armor the lady said also this is going to help a lot of families or children or something so we're only melting some of it to become his armor and the rest of it they're going to help pay for other mandalorian people maybe did did you see that or did i dream it well she she said that maybe <laughs> and he didn't use the whole thing and um remember the, the the bad guy german dude said this is only a partial payment oh so he he has more of those metal yeah, it almost sounded like it was like a treasure chest of them. Yeah. Like after he completes his mission, they just have like a literal like spaceship load full of these metal chunks. Yeah. That that metal thing, one of my friends said, it reminded me of like, like vibranium from Marvel. Oh, know? right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the the Star Wars vibranium. For yeah, sure. Yeah. What's the metal that Black Panther does? Is that vibranium? Yeah. Um, Same thing, right? Yeah. Vibranium. What's Wolverine's claws? Uh, adamantium. Adamantium. Yeah. Man, so many fake metals. Yeah, because this uh, metal, one thing, did we say that uh, our friend said that lightsabers can't cut through it? That's right. Yeah, yeah. so um, supposedly part of the reason the Mandalorians like this metal is because of how strong it is. Yeah. And one of the things is it actually can deflect a lightsaber, which is incredible because right. we've seen lightsabers lock people in half. Right. If only he had it for his arm, right? When the, that Berg, whatever thing's called, yeah. freaking eight, like, bit his arm. Right. I thought he was going to rip his arm off of it. You know. Or like, or like our Star Wars buddy said, if only Jenga Fett had it around his neck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the, the show um, has amazing practical effects, looks great. Uh, the Mandalorian collects his, um, his payment, and then he moves on. And we don't know at this point yet who he's searching for because even when he asks what the mark is basically they're like we're not going to tell you all we can give you is the birth date in kind of a location you use this yeah. locator and um the birth date turned out to be about 50 years of age right and so we're you know I, did you were you at that point where you're trying because when i watch shows like this especially in a field of shows that i'm really into i'm i'm immediately trying to guess how this is going to tie into things i've seen before yeah i'm like i'm just doing the math 50 years is that when anakin was small or right or how does this time frame work out yeah and i was trying to be like okay 50 years of age is it gonna be like a side character they could almost replace and be someone new and so it was exciting to see um and then he went on. We also forgot to mention that before he went into the German guy, he met with um, Apollo Creed himself. Oh, yeah. yeah. Old Apollo Creed just trying to make some stew. And Apollo <laughs> Creed didn't have enough, um, I guess, a good enough good bounty hunting stuff to go. So he recommended him going to this kind of darker end of town to talk to the, the German bad guy. Right. And so from there, it kind of led to him flying somewhere. It was a whole new planet that he went to kind of using this tracking device. Yeah. And that's when he ran into that guy that I really liked. He was all practical effects. It was a full-blown full, full blown costume. Um, 
you know, I have spoken. Right, that guy. That guy. And he's like trying to teach him to ride one of those sperms with legs. And that was pretty cool. Yeah, it's funny because my wife said when we first saw it, she's like, dude, that looks like a freaking T-Rex. But his face is like a uh, A piranha. piranana. Yeah, that's such a good description. Yeah, and then she's like, you should call it. A Piranosaurus Rex. <laughs> it's like, that's so spot on. Dude, you, the Piranosaurus Rex is amazing. Uh, trademark Ren, do not take that. That's yeah. so good. I'm going to make a t-shirt on yeah, it. Yeah, that, that's a t-shirt on the way. You'll have to watch for that. Maybe we'll plug. Uh, Ren also has his own T Public uh, store. We'll plug that later. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, Tyrannosaurus, he has a ride, the Piranosaurus <laughs> Rex. And uh, that's another thing we learned from our Star Wars uh, uh, geek is that... Um, Apparently, Mandalorian, the culture in general in the past, were known for writing a dinosaur called the Mythosaurus. Right. And I looked it up because I'm like, I don't know what a Mythosaurus is. My Star Wars knowledge is pretty good, but I never really dove too deep into the books, uh, the graphic novels, or even the comics. Or as he would say, the lore. The lore. To him, we're um, considered new blood Star Star Wars fan. Yeah. And he's like into the books into the expanded universe so this guy is like full of knowledge he's the bane of star wars right he was born into it while the rest of us are just pretending yeah (laughs) yeah exactly we only adopted it (laughs) (laughs) yeah so uh he meets the guy with the 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 cool piranosaurus rex things and we learn that at least from our friend that apparently mandalorian used to ride these mythosauruses and i looked it up and it basically looked like uh it looked like a dragon without wings from the yeah. illustrations that they've kind of shown. And I think as far as the cinematic portion of it goes, we'd only seen um, the skeletons of them here and there. Oh, yeah. And that skeleton is uh, the head of it is the symbol for the Mandalorian. Yeah, it's like the Mandalorian logo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is cool as heck. Right. In fact, someone said, and I didn't notice it because... Like I said, I must not pay enough attention when I'm watching things. I'll have to watch this thing again. But uh, I was told by another person who watched it that there was in the backdrop when he was dropping off that chunk of metal to get melted down. Yeah. There was a Mythosaurus skull on the wall. On the wall? Yeah. Dang, I need to go back and watch it again. Yeah. Now now that I know it's there, it's like, that's kind of a cool thing. Now that I know what a Mythosaurus is, (laughs) I want to look for it more. It's all coming together. um, The whole idea of it being their logo or their symbol you know, it's pretty neat. And then they kind of led into the fact, and this is another thing that our our Star Wars historian was telling us, is that the Mandalorian originally were a um, their own kind of race. And as their race kind of fell apart, they started adopting new people by pulling, like, um, orphans and things yeah. like that and letting them kind of learn their ways. Yeah. And I kind of feel like that's what we saw in some of the flashbacks. Yeah, because you could see him, like, remembering when he... You know, lost his parents, sort of thing. He became an orphan, so he was adopted by you know the Mandalorian, become a Mandalorian. Right. Yeah, and so he's kind of become a Mandalorian. So after we see him, kind of figure out riding the um, Piranosaurus Rex, um, him and uh, the weird little guy, they go and start searching out, and they find that kind of it's like a like a base, right? desert base or yeah. something and they were they're spotting down there and quickly the mandalorian realizes that there's there's company there's somebody else yeah we see uh uh instagram 11 or ig 11 yeah. is, is he's called he is one of my favorite characters in the show right now because he's like a ba western shooting you know just everywhere 
and it's like nonstop. And his um his voice actor is um what's his name? Walkie talkie. Yeah, that's what we call him. Takeda Wakita I I can never pronounce his name, but the guy that directed Thor. Yeah. And what else has he made? He's made he's made that new Jojo Rabbit movie. He was in Green Lantern. He was as an actor. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. He's an actor and a uh, producer and director. He was not only did he direct the last Thor, he was the weird rock monster. Yeah. Yeah. And his voiceover was hilarious, man. That guy's good. He makes everything great. I, yeah. I need to learn how to pronounce his name because he deserves that respect. Right. <laughs> Takita, Takita Wakati or something. Walkie talkie. Yeah. We like we jokingly call him walkie talkie because we're idiots mostly, but. Uh, yeah, so have we seen an IG-11 in previous things? Because um, our Star Wars historian acted like they've been kind of throughout history of this stuff. And I, like I said, I don't I don't pay enough attention, I guess. He said that in one of the movies, like five or six, there was one in there. Yeah, and he said at that point they were on Model 80, which means yeah. there's probably thousands of these things roaming around. So maybe we, I mean, as cool as it was, I almost felt instantly bad when we lost that character. Yeah. But if you if you look at the cover art of the show, he's in it, right? So that means he's one of the main characters, probably. Yeah, all I can figure out is if if he's a, a basically a bounty hunt bounty hunting robot. There's yeah. probably more bounty hunting robots. Well, maybe he's he gets fixed. Maybe I mean yeah. he did. So we're kind of jumping ahead a little because we're so excited about the IG11. So the Mandalorian ends up getting a little gunfight with IG11 at first until they do like almost all good superheroes do. They fight each other and it's like ah let's fight everybody else together. There's a greater threat. Yeah, and they decide to split the the um, the bounty and yeah. get the the 50 year old that's hiding inside this base together because uh, it, this show is amazing. It felt so much like um, an old western. Yeah. Maybe they should start James Dean. <laughs> Throwback. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, so it felt like an old Western, and I think that's what I liked about it. It's definitely a, like a space Western is what I would call this show. And they get into this fight, and the amount of bad guys with pew, pew, pew lasers yeah. is incredible. I mean, I love that scene. And it's like, it was funny, there's action, and it's just good, overall good. It felt like the original Star Wars in an hour-long television show, and I can't tell you how excited I am the fact that I get experiences once a week, every Friday for, right. what, like eight, seven, seven more weeks? Is it? Do you know if it's an eight-episode season, ten-episode? I heard it was eight-episode. Eight episodes. So yeah. we got seven more weeks of this. I'm, I'm figuring the way Disney's going to do it is as soon as they hit the end of this is when we'll probably get the Falcon and, um, who is he with? Winter Soldier. Yeah. The Winter Soldier guy. Because I think that's their next yeah. big-time original. And hopefully they get a season two. I hope so, Just too. keep going. Just keep going, please. Yeah. I, well, I read that uh, Disney had, since Tuesday, had over 10 million subscribers, which is, like, really incredible. So that's good Good on them. Yeah. But, yeah, so uh, IG and The Mandalorian, they team up. They finally blast through this six jillion um, bad guys. And they break into the building finally using like almost like a, it's like a, a laser Gatling gun. Gatling gun. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is just dope all in its own. Um, so they use this laser Gatling gun to kind of carve open the door. And then the big, I mean, if you're still listening and you haven't seen it yet, this is on you. But the big discovery at the end is that the 50 year old is a baby. Yep. And it's not just any baby. 
It's like a Yoda style baby. It's a baby Yoda. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what the Yoda race is. I yeah, think, I think it starts with a Y too, but I'm not like yelling or yelling. I forget what Yoda is. Obviously, it's not Yoda, the character that we know and love. It looks like Yoda though. Right. So it's it's the same. It's the same species yeah. as Yoda because Yoda at this point in the timeline is long and dead. He died in the previous movie. Yeah. He's just a force ghost. Right. But the one thing that I got real excited about, and I think you, you noticed it too, was I think that this is a force loaded Yoda. Yeah. Cause at the very end, they got like a little ET moment, right? They're like touching fingers. What is crib? Yeah. Like my first, the way my mind worked when I first saw it, I thought, Oh, the, the crib itself. When we were in space, maybe the crib flies around like a little spaceship. Yeah. But I think they, the Yoda was controlling the crib via, um, force like right. making it float yeah. And yeah they did that little finger touch yeah baby's 50 years old he must have learned some kind of like force, right. right and that kind of goes along with the timeline we know of the the yoda we already know because yeah. he was like 900 something or yeah, he's like thousand right i don't remember he was crazy old by the time luke kind of came around him and just previous to um uh the mandalorian discovering the baby uh, him and ig 11 have a disagreement yeah which is interesting. We were talking about this earlier. So we saw earlier in the show, the Mandalorian was told specifically to bring back the Mark alive. Right. The doctor said to bring it alive. Right. But the bad guy German dude said... He didn't care. Yeah, He's either whatever, way. You know? And then so we and we thought that he was the only one being paid to do this. And then right. we find out that IG eleven's been paid to also get him. But right. his his um the what they hired him to do was specifically to kill the mark. He right. was supposed to kill it. Yep. And so they got into just a very short argument before the Mandalorian kind of ended the argument. Yep. And we said bye, walkie talkie. To the head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's kinda how it ended. I noticed that um I don't know if it's gonna be the same with all Disney shows. There wasn't like a preview of the next episode. No, I kinda fast forward hopefully hopefully there's like a preview. Yeah. Because I'm so excited for it. Right. But I didn't see any. I'm almost wondering if that's like a streaming thing. I haven't noticed do you remember did they ever do previews of like Stranger Things? I don't know. I never really checked. I don't think they did. HBO used to do a preview of the next Game of Thrones, but technically HBO started off as a cable company. You know, yeah, they were a cable channel. Because you know, like Netflix, when you when you're watching it, right, and then the show ends, and then the, the next one starts in like five seconds. Right, it just kicks on. Because yeah. Netflix always gave us the binge worthiness. Yeah, I don't even mind though that Disney's gone the opposite way and said, you know, you what fools, you need to slow down. Yeah, you don't need to watch the whole damn thing in one night because you know. An idiot like me would have. I probably would have stayed up and watched the whole thing. But um, now I have something to look forward to because right. it comes out every Friday, which means it comes out uh, tomorrow. We're, right. we're broadcasting today. It's Thursday. So um, that's it's only like a few days from when we watched the first one. Are we going to like start the show off with Mandalorian talk every, every time? <laughs> Shoot. If that's the way it works out, I, it doesn't hurt my feelings. You're like, welcome to the Mandalorian hour. <laughs> you know, one of my favorite things about this show is... Uh, how John Favreau, he is like a nerd too, right? So he's a fan of Star Wars and he's right. a good director too. And so he takes like all this like little um, uh, little um, traits and little stories, little, what do you call it? Like history right. and brings it to life, right? Because we don't know any, anything about the Mandalorian like, culture, but he brings it to life about the Yoda culture, the, the Yoda right. race. He brings it to life too. And so he's bringing all this that you know, Star Wars fan 
they're so excited about he brings it to this show to make it and it's not based on any what Current, book yeah. or graphic it's all novel. new information and so we can't it's we can't spoil ourselves and you know go ahead and see what happens you know like usually books is based on a book so you know what's gonna happen or like a lot of the other streaming shows i like like the umbrella academy yeah i really like that but it was based on a graphic novel yeah, so you and if you and, wanted to you could know what was gonna yeah. happen and this one is like is like is it is john's little little baby right he made it right he i think when i was watching it the credits gave him writing producing directly yeah. like his name popped up like five or six yeah. times it was incredible so you, you can't spoil it at all you just got to wait Right, and that anticipation makes like it even better once it comes out. Yeah, and he's he's really I think where John Favreau has really succeeded in his career is he's clearly into the nerdy stuff like we are. He yeah. likes all this kind of comic book culture, and he killed it with you know Iron Man right. and those movies. Right, um, even Elf is one of my all time favorite Christmas movies. He's the director of that. Yeah, same here. Yeah, Elf is number one Christmas. Chris, no wait. Yeah. yeah, let's save that. That's that's hot Christmas stuff. We'll save that for maybe a future episode. Yeah, we can break down maybe our top five. I might have to break down top ten because I'm yeah. a little obsessive over Christmas movies. Yeah, I think Elf's my number two. <laughs> Funny, you'll have to wait and find out later. Yeah, you know, that's exciting. A little teaser, but yeah, John Favreau, he's knocking it out of the park. And I think that's one thing that Disney has done super well is they've hired people that are actually into the content. They're not just there to make a bunch of money, right? Um, like walking talkie he clearly is a fun guy he likes that kind of stuff his Thor movie was amazing the guy that runs Marvel Cinematic Division Kevin Kevin. Feig he's clearly into all this stuff and he's in fact what I'm excited about is he's taking over running the um, Star Wars Wars Cinematic Universe so I'm hoping he really dials it in that should have happened sooner I agree before episodes um, 7 yeah I think that uh, so everyone knows (laughs) Uh, Ren and I both dis well dislike is even a little harsh. Ren and I didn't like the last Star Wars, um, the last Jedi, the last Jedi as well as the Force Awakens. And I know a lot of people do. A lot of people liked it. For me, I felt like Ryan Johnson was the exact opposite of kind of a John Favreau kind of guy, or even a J.J. Abrams. Yeah, where I don't think that he connected to the the uh, material the same way. He's just not a, a big a fan. Right. And he went in there, he just unstripped everything J.J. had set up and was yeah. kind of like, ah, screw it. He made like its, its own little one-off movie, you know, sort yeah. of thing. It kind of really PO'd me because yeah. I, I was so excited to see all these things happen and J.J. was clearly setting something up and this guy just knocked all the all the things down before they even got started. Yeah, it's, for example, you know, J.J. set up Ray to be the main protagonist, right? Right. And then... And the Last Jedi, she was like a no-show. Like, I know. It's what like, happened? what the heck? Yeah. Or that uh, Kylo Ren was, you know, he had this mask and it was all part of his identity. And like right away he breaks it because I think that Ryan Johnson didn't like the mask. I guess what? The, the mask is back. Yeah. As soon, so as soon as they ditch Ryan Johnson, they bring back J.J. for this next one. All of a sudden they've welded the mask back, made it even more badass looking. Yeah. I'm pretty excited about that, too. But yeah, so yeah, that's our hot Mandalorian talk. Uh, those of you who have tuned up and tuned back in, um, I've been watching. We also we had the nerdiest television night ever. My son and I, I have a, a 14 year old son. We'll call him Kid Danger. His middle name is actually Danger. True story. Yeah, true story. Yeah. My wife was a little too uh, knocked out with her um, birthing meds, and I'd sign the <laughs> sign the birth certificate that way. So Kid Danger and I were watching. We watched The Mandalorian first because yeah. I couldn't I couldn't wait, and then we jumped right into Rick and Morty. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm a big season Rick and four. Morty. Yes, season four. The only thing, the only down thing I have about Rick and Morty is it takes so long between seasons. It was like two years. Yeah. At the very beginning, they even show you how long it took from like season three to season four. And I, I and you know, it's not because of the animation. The animation quality is fine, but it's not. It doesn't look like it takes a lot of work. Yeah. I mean, even <laughs> I could draw it, right? Right. Exactly. <laughs> Vigilante can make you to, uh, your own Rick and Morty animation if you need, but. Um, I think what it is is they take a lot of care and time in these stories. And people that don't like Rick and Morty or don't get into it, I don't think they're going to recognize how genius some of the stuff is. Yeah. The writing is like phenomenal. Yeah, the episode was incredible. Like I was like it was funny. I mean, it was really funny. But the concept is so good. They take all the tropes that you see in sci-fi and horror and these kind of different space and anime. time. Yeah, anime. Yeah. yeah, this one very heavily leaned on anime to where they even joked about it at right. the end. You're more of the anime guy than me. Yeah, it's like a nod to a old anime Akira. Yeah. They even say don't turn my son into Akira again. You know, it's, <laughs> did you ever watch Akira originally? It was like before my time. Yeah. It's it's very big. I've never seen it myself. Right. But I know what it is, but I've never seen it. But the, the concept of this episode was so funny to me. The fact that um, basically right at the beginning, we I mean, you had to remember from, because it's been so long, that Rick and Morty were having their issues. And um, the parents had kind of made um, um, Rick agree that he wouldn't just force Morty into these right. crazy adventures right. and that they would have to talk it over. And he's getting all pissed off right at the beginning, like that he has to ask nicely for you know Morty to go with him. Right. And so their first adventure is hunting for this death crystal or something. And Morty right away is like, oh, Rick, is are we going to die if we touch this death crystal? And he's like, no, Morty, you stupid idiot. You know, it, <laughs> what it does is it helps you when you hold these crystals, you can see impending death is what it is. And so I'd guess someone like the Mandalorian would probably love a death crystal because you know when not to uh, engage in a situation. Yeah. So Did you see your death. Yeah, right away. You can see when you're going to die. And it shows you all the opportunities. The fact of the matter is um, you could die probably 100 times a day. Right. And this is giving you an exact look of don't do that because that's the way you're going to die. Well, the, the way Morty used it, it was like a compass, right? Yes. To where you go up, down, left, and right. And then you kind of go towards where you're, you want to go. So that was pretty funny. And he, he wanted to die with um, his, his like crush, right? Yeah, his girl crush yeah. from school. And so he had a go that route the whole time and the crystal was it, totally controlling kind of pretty much everything he was doing right and along the way because of that he accidentally kills rick yeah it was a gruesome <laughs> death too i was like oh man it was surprising but we we've seen rick kill a lot of mortys we've seen a lot of dead mortys over time yeah. so it was nice to see uh, R- morty get his kind of you know revenge yeah. by accident right and so but then rick of course rick's a genius he's smarter than all of us combined he's already got a plan and brings back like a hologram version of himself and so uh, the holograms trying to convince Morty to knock it off and then the real Rick keeps basically being regenerated into different dimensions as other Ricks well hologram Rick told Morty to um, bring back Rick by getting this uh, DNA Yeah, but then by bringing back Rick he won't have his happy ending so he didn't do it Right, because he was so fixated on dying with his true true love. Right. 
And so, since Rick can't be regenerated on the spot, he starts automatically regenerating in different Ricks in different dimensions. Right. And so, what was funny to me is like half of them were fascists. Every time he'd, <laughs> he'd come back, it'd be some sort of fascist. And then one time he came back, was it a lobster or a shrimp? Which one? It was. It he was did both. Shrimp. Yeah, he was shrimp first. <laughs> he came back as either the lobster or the shrimp, and they were. He's like, "Oh, at least you're not a fascist." And it turns out that they were like a shrimp fascist. Yeah. <laughs> and then after that, he comes back as a, uh, like a, a wasp. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then they were eating the mailman guy. Yeah. That was that was pretty good. And then the mailman guy gets like little little baby caterpillars, caterpillars, and then. What did, what did they say? Like, ooh, extra bonus or something like that. Oh, yeah. It, it spit out a bunch of babies and they quickly consumed the babies. Like, run. Yeah, that's why Rick and Morty is great. And I, I read that they were signed for seven more seasons. Yeah, keep them coming. Dude. Yeah. And they, I think they only do like eight episodes. They've all kind of fallen into this kind of eight to ten episode yeah. season arcs on pretty much any show. And that's one of the things, though. Rick and Morty, I think um, Cartoon Network is owned by uh, the HBO paramount group so rick and morty is also moving to hbo max when that streaming service comes out so that's another reason maybe to go hbo max that's coming out next year right yeah next year so i think march so you do think this season's gonna end yeah from what i read we'll get all of this season but if you want to wait another two years to see <laughs> season five you'll only be able to see on the hbo max right. along with friends i read that they got the exclusive rights to friends which is gonna make my kids happy because they're obsessed with friends yeah because everyone's Throwing it fit when they said that they were going to take it off of Netflix. Yeah. I mean, the thing about it is none of these shows are ever going away. Just how willing are you to either A, follow the show and get rid of current service for new service. Yeah. Or B, just start stacking services. Well, the thing is, like, for example, friends, right? Don't you guys own the DVD set? We, we do. Yeah. <laughs> how hard is it for you to... Open up the DVD, put it in, and play. Oh, that's way too hard. Too much work, right? That's too much work. <laughs> I mean, we live in the future, my friend, where I can just push a button. Or even better, I can grab my uh, fire stick and be like, Alexa, play friends. And then it just kicks on, you know? Yeah. So that's, First world problems. Yeah, first we have serious first world problems, yeah. But yeah, so um, HBO Max seems like they're doing a pretty good job of already kind of like loading their channel. Um, way better than I think Apple TV's done so far. Have you watched any more of that C show? All I finished episode four. Yeah, I've seen up to episode four. So that's as well. the latest one, right? I think I think the show comes out. Maybe it comes on Fridays as well. I, I have no Friday, idea. Yeah. Friday seems to be where it's at for sci-fi futuristic shows. So we'll get it tomorrow too. Yeah, and I, what do you think? Do you think it's getting better? Um, episode three really got me um, kind of hooked. Yeah, to the episode show. three was the best one by yeah, far because it got it had this like super crazy fight scene that I was like, oh man, this yeah. show is legit. And Jason Momoa. His fighting skill is way better than his acting skill. Oh, for so, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They should have called the show Mute and just had him run around killing people. Yeah. <laughs> Don't speak, just fight. <laughs> but yeah, so C's getting better. Apple TV, they still haven't added much, but I saw a brand new trailer. Have you seen the trailer for the TV show Servant? No, I haven't. Oh, man. I'm, I'm going to tell you and everybody listening. Uh, when you're done with this podcast, jump on uh, your interwebs and look up Servant on Apple TV. I'm just going to describe it to you because this is like I was so thrown by how weird this shit is. Is is it coming out soon or what? Yeah, I think so. I think the reason they're, they're previewing it because it's – I think it may be a this year kind of before the end of the year type show. Oh, okay. And the concept's just absolutely insane. And it's made by – M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, 
which makes me worried. So there's a twist. <laughs> well, of course, it's the only thing he does. You know, he'll go out of his way to force a twist on us. So, but it could be that the twist is right at the beginning. I don't know. So here's the concept. Okay. Um, we it cuts in there. We see this woman's been hired to be the nanny of this couple's baby. It's a younger, I don't know, not younger, middle-aged couple. And um, they're like, we need you to take care. I can't remember the baby's name. We'll call him Jacob. We need you to watch Jacob for us while we go to work. Okay. And so we see a bunch of scenes, and it's weird cuts. So you see the lady kind of touching the baby, handling the baby. And from the weird cuts, already I'm thinking, that that baby's weird looking. There's something, something weird about this. Is it baby baby? How old is the baby? Like baby baby. Okay. Like Yoda, 50-year-old little baby. Like okay. baby baby. Okay. So it's like a little tiny, like newborn, maybe less than a year kind mm-hmm. of baby. Yeah, yeah. And um, you say <laughs> the next scene in the trailer shows the dad going, Sitting down with the, the the babysitter, kind of side without the wife, because the wife's we're getting the feeling that she's a little bit different, maybe a little loony. Okay. And the the, the husband's like, "Listen, you don't have to pretend. I know it's really weird that we've hired you <laughs> to watch the to watch Jacob. We know Jacob's not real." And then it cuts to the scene. I can see Rin's face is already like, what the hell? It cuts to the scene, and the baby is like this creepy-ass like rubber doll. It's not a real baby at all. Wait. <laughs> okay. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, so, so the, the baby is a rubber doll, and the, the dad goes on to explain uh, in the trailer, I think to the babysitter and to us, the audience, so we yeah. understand what the hell's going on here, that they actually had a baby named Jacob and lost the baby. Okay. And during this traumatic part of this woman's life, their therapist or somebody recommended them this doll replacement to help her kind of move past it. Yeah. Which clearly she hasn't. But th- here's the twist, because you know how like M. Night Shyamalan likes to get real twisty? Yeah. Um. The babysitter acts like she doesn't even understand that it's a doll. She goes, no, I, it's fine. I like taking care of Jake. We have so much fun. And he's like, the dad's already like, what the hell's your problem? The heck? <laughs> he's already married to one psycho, and now he's just hired another psycho. So she thinks the baby's real too? Well, I don't know. It's like she doesn't care. So like, that's what we're trying to find out in this trailer. Like, What is happening? So is the twist the dad is loony? Maybe. I, I mean, I, I like that you're always trying to guess the M. Night twist before the show's even started. But yeah, it's, I, I like that show. The trailer was so weird that I'm actually pretty excited to watch it. Is it a movie or is it like a show show? It's a television show. And then they give you the voiceover, who have you let into your home? When you kind of learn that the babysitter <laughs> or the ter- caretaker is just as weird as the mom. And so we're like, I don't know. Who have we let into our home? I got to find out. It's pretty exciting. I'll have to watch later. Yeah, I mean, the I've been, servant, the the servant on okay. Apple TV. Uh, check out the trailer when we're done and see how weird that stuff is. Because uh, my last uh, experience with M Night Shyamalan hasn't been great. I thought that um, I know he ruined Avatar. <laughs> Why? Well, I, I never even saw that one because I'm not the anime guy. But um, I thought that Glass wasn't wasn't great. It wasn't terrible, but it was kind of slow. Oh, I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, well, that's also on HBO or HBO Max someday if you wanted to watch that. But uh, let's take a moment right now before we talk about... I want to talk about some Netflix. But let's take a moment for a quick commercial. Okay, we're back. So I was mentioning right before we went to break is uh, Netflix. And one of the things that I saw is Netflix or Stranger Things has released the name of the first episode of season... Is it season four? What season are we on? Four. Season four. 
What before I get into what the name of the episode is, what holiday are we gonna do? Because we've done Christmas, we did Halloween, and we did Fourth of July. What's left? Easter? Like major holiday? Yeah, I mean they've done every time it's been over a holiday. Right. Wait, the last one was Fourth of July. Because yeah. remember, even the posters showed them on their bikes with like the fireworks going off. Yeah, because the beginning was um, Halloween, right? Yeah. No, the first one was Christmas. Remember, because they had the lights that talked to them. Oh right, right, right. The second one was Halloween. with their Ghostbuster yeah, outfits, Halloween. which was Halloween. So I'm thinking that either you go Easter, Valentine's Day. I mean, Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, Thanksgiving. Um, maybe the like the monster can come right out of a turkey. Yeah. Or maybe it's just Arbor Day. <laughs> Some lame. <laughs> Some really lame ass holiday nobody cares about. Um. So yes, uh, they are. The first episode is going to be entitled Chapter One: The Hellfire Club. And any of the listeners out there who are X-Men fans might recognize, because uh, I do, I'm a big X-Men comic dork, that the Hellfire Club was one of the issues of X-Men. So I've noticed and I've heard that the writers of Stranger Things are big time comic book fans. Yeah. So um, the Hellfire Club, um, it might be exciting to see what's going to happen. I mean, I'm assuming that the Stranger Thing kids are in fact the Hellfire Club. The last one had similarities to... Um, the Phoenix saga, where almost uh, Eleven was playing almost the Phoenix right. type, type character, yeah, where she sacrifices herself for right. everybody, that kind of a thing. But um, yeah, I'm excited. I, I'm not sure. I'm assuming it comes out in 2020. I don't know when though. Have you heard? I haven't heard. But I'm pretty excited to see what what they're going to do because Netflix is. It's, for right now, it seems like their big deal is Stranger Things, but they're loading up too. Um, I just recently saw that they have The Witcher, which is a video game that you've played, right? Yeah. Well, originally it was a book. Oh, it was? Yeah. I didn't even know that. It was a book, and then they made it into a video game, and now they're making it into a show. Has The Witcher ever been a graphic novel? Um, I'm not sure. I'm not we'll sure. We'll have to look it up. I don't know. Yeah, we'll check that out. But tell me, what's the basic plot of The Witcher? What's the purpose of it? Well, if you watch the trailer... Because I play, I haven't played the first two because it's kind of like, um, I didn't have time. It's my college years. So yeah. I didn't play. But I played the third one. And this one takes place before the third one. So, I mean, the the, the show. Oh, okay. So, this is the very beginning. Yeah. They're, they're kind of like setting the story for us. So, they're basically, you know, like monster hunters, you know, where they go and kill like witches and... Um, monsters and stuff like that is the witcher a person or like is it like the mandalorian like a group uh he's like a mandalorian type of person okay almost like on for those of you who've seen c they have the witch finders yeah which i I think sounds so cool yeah so the witcher basically is his own witch finder yeah but he has like magical powers too really what kind of powers does he have like magic oh yeah (laughs) basically he's out there just doing tricks pulling like rabbits out of a hat Yeah, and so like he do like um flames and stuff like that i'm not sure like out of what his hands yeah because hmm. um and then he's he's also i think they're made they they're made into a witcher i'm not sure really so because, the witcher is a person and then they create him into the witcher from being yeah. a basic human yeah i, I don't know I need it almost to looks like an elf in the trailer i saw <laughs> yeah because he had this like little um like animal eyes thing, you know yeah and um so basically the story goes um, there's this girl, right? That's very important, and he needs to go find her because it, it's like his destiny to protect her, sort of thing. Oh, of course. So he, yeah, so he goes and finds her, and shit happens. Yeah, and so everybody, everybody comes after him and stuff like that. So he just has to protect her. 
The Witcher um, stars Henry Cavell, right? Superman Su- himself. Superman. The mustache. Stash. They actually made him shave his stash. Not, yeah. They're not like CGIing his stash out. Yeah. So that's good. But he's got like that long, like, Langolas. Or what's that guy's name from? Legolas? Legolas. I always want to say Langolas. But he's not a blonde, though. He isn't? He's a, uh, it's like gray. Gray. Yeah, he's got long, flowing hair. There's one scene in the trailer where he's like, chilling in like a tub and the ladies yeah. are like liking that yeah that's part of like in the game it was a whole scene in the game too well it wasn't and i i've never once played the witcher but i remember kind of hearing about it and wasn't it one of those first games or one of the games that had some more adult content where as the player you could choose to like get it on yeah because in the game spoiler alert i chose to sleep with the witch <laughs> rather than um <laughs> killing the witch right and that's the wrong thing that's like the well, evil choice. Well, I slept the witch, and by doing that, um, she was able to run away afterwards and destroy the whole village. Oh, damn! Yeah, and so if you chose to um, kill the witch, yeah, then you save the village. So you're like, screw the village. I want to bust a nut. And yeah, you, you killed everybody. You just so, let them all and, die. And they show you like, you know, like animated, pixelated boobies. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's it's rated mature for a reason. You know? <laughs> it, it tells you there's nudity. So. All right. Remind me not to buy that game for my child. Yeah. <laughs> his name is Danger, but not that dangerous. So you know it's Netflix, so they're going to show some stuff too. Right. Since the game shows stuff. Netflix doesn't... I, I haven't really noticed that any of the streaming um, networks have done anything quite as gratuitous as HBO does. But they they definitely obviously don't have the same kind of rules and restrictions that yeah. network TV and even the own cable channels kind of regulate themselves to. Yeah. But um, Netflix is really doing their best to keep up with the Joneses. They don't want to get absolutely mauled by Disney Plus with um, all of their cartoons and stuff like that. Or HBO Max, I saw, got um, Hanna-Barbera for those older folks who like the Hanna-Barbera type cartoons. Um Netflix just signed a deal with Nickelodeon. Oh yeah, I saw that. Were you ever a Nickelodeon kid? Um, I I've seen part of it, like a few shows, but I never really like got into the whole Nickelodeon. I it's been around forever because it yeah. was originally owned by. Well, it may still be owned by like the MTV Group, yeah. whoever that is, Viacom maybe. And um, it came out when I was young, even. I remember being super into Nickelodeon as a as a youth, and everybody used to get slimed back. And that's the back yeah, in the days where yeah. it was hilarious to watch people get slimed. And there was like some sort of game show where they all ran and around and slimed each other. And I can't even remember. There was you can't do that on television. I think was one of the shows. But then when I really started paying attention to Nickelodeon is when I became an old fart and had a bunch of kids. And all my kids watched Nickelodeon. I think that uh, some of their favorite shows were like uh, SpongeBob oh, yeah, and yeah. Uh, what else is on Nickelodeon? There's a lot of good shows. Victorious? Yeah, I think Victorious is one. But anyways, iCarly? Oh, iCarly. That's right. Yeah. With their pair phones. Yeah. Yeah. They, I, I like how they always had the weird pair phones. But Nickelodeon so it signed an exclusive deal with Netflix. to. Um, I think they're going to put reruns of their shows yeah. on Netflix. But also what's real exciting is they're going to do a bunch of original content. Um, one of the first ones I think is going to be – did you ever watch Rocco's Modern Life? No. Rocco is like a uh, anteater or some something, I don't know. And it's a kind of it's not really an adult cartoon, it kind of falls in between. I'd say it's a teen cartoon. So they have more adult style jokes, but it's not grotesque like maybe Rick and Morty, you know, they're not dropping the F bomb that kind of thing. Is it like that one horse show? Like Bojack's? Bojack? I've never seen Bojack. Uh, so maybe 
I don't know. But uh, they're doing a, a, a Rocco's Modern Life original movie, which I think a lot of people are excited about because I think the Rocco fans are pretty good. They, they love Rocco when they can get it. But more exciting for me is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Nickelodeon yeah. has the rights to that cartoon. Okay. And they're going to bring back new, hot new original TMT uh, stuff for Nickelodeon. Do and they? Netflix. Do they show you like what kind of style they're going to do it in? I have no idea. They haven't shown. They've literally just said that they're going to do it. Because yeah, they, they've been remade so many times, you know, in different like cartoon styles. Right. When I was a kid, they were the more kind of bulbous looking yeah. turtles. And now they're more angular. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be, it'd be so cool if they do like a live action. Oh, like the old school movies? Yeah, you know, like, like Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go, Go Ninja, Go. Go Ninja, Go Ninja, make Go. That, make that a whole series. Yeah, I'd watch. They should just call it Go Ninja Go. Yeah. With Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And then Vanilla Ice comes back? Didn't there, wasn't there, you're a Power Ranger guy. Didn't the TMT guys, the Ninja Turtles, yeah. mix with Power Rangers yeah, once? There was like a, um, a crossover. It was Power Ranger in space. <laughs> and they they somehow met each other and they did teamed they, up. Did they fight each other first, then team up? Typical. Yeah, because they, they didn't know who each other was, you know. Of course. And it's funny because in that, in, it was like a... Ninja Turtles show just like the Power Rangers. It was like actual people in in costumes. Wait, I didn't even know that it was a thing. So there was a Ninja Turtle show with guys in rubber costumes. Yeah, it was like a season of it. Really? And there was like a chick too, like a, like a female, a, a female like turtle? light light blue turtle. Wow, I mean, that's that's some hot turtle news. I had no idea. Yeah, so there was like it was a crossover before all the crossover, <laughs> the greatest crossover yeah. ever. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty. Neat. I'll have to go check that out on the YouTube's. But uh, yeah, that's great. So uh, one of the other things I saw recently as far as the hot streaming talk goes, a healthy stream here, is um, I know you like Star Wars, but do you like Star Trek? I never really watched the shows. Any of it? Did you watch like any of the newer stuff? Yeah, with um, Chris Chris Pine. Pine? I've yeah. seen the movies, but all the other shows, I never really watched it because it was kind of boring to me. It was, I mean, Star Trek is definitely a different vibe than Star Wars. Yeah. Star Wars is more like a space cowboy type show, and there's yeah. a lot a lot going on. It's kind of silly almost, whereas Star Trek was definitely a more serious take with, you know, they're discovering things and solving problems, and yeah. it's been around since the dawn of time. But I was kind of excited. I haven't really been into a lot of Star Trek either. Um, I watched, I've probably seen all the movies, and the, the recent movies have been pretty good. I think they've yeah. been high quality, yeah. good acting, cool special effects, another J.J. Abrams thing. Yeah. But CBS has their own streaming channel, and they have a couple new Star Trek shows coming out that I'm actually pretty hype about. I'd also recommend maybe looking those up on the YouTubes for their trailers. Wait, so they're different from the ones they already have now? Yes, brand new. Okay. So two brand new Star Trek shows, right? One's a a live action, like real Star Trek show. Yeah. The other one is an animated series. Okay. Which is interesting. So the Star Trek live action one, they're bringing back Captain Picard. Did you ever watch like Next Generation? Yeah. I never watched it, but I know. Jean-Luc Picard? Yeah, I've seen, you know. The trailers and the the show. I know. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, Next Generation was a very successful Star Trek show for all the Trekkies out there. They love it. I mean, I think it was more popular than maybe even the original. I think when like my generation thinks of Star Trek, we think of you know, Professor X. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think one of the things that maybe these producers have realized after seeing the Logan movie, where um, uh, he gets to come back and play like the old professor x yeah like he did such a good job i mean it was really it was cool yeah i love that movie by the way oh me too that's 
top 10 and maybe if i think about it it might even move its way to top five superhero movie for me i um i cried a little bit in that movie did you, you teared yeah. up yeah a little Got bit up. yeah <laughs> the um the actor patrick stewart he yeah. plays both professor x and he plays jean-luc picard and in this new star trek it's actually called star trek picard so it's exclusive. its own it's just about him wow but the trailer looks great I, I, this is the first time I've been excited for a Star Trek show because okay. they're following kind of that same almost vibe where he's older and kind of tired. He's Everybody knows he used to be a badass, but not so much anymore. Yeah. And they're all kind of feel bad. He's kind of old and feeble. And it's kind of like all about him. I think that from the, the, the trailer, it almost looks as if the Star Trek, um, some of the, the bigger ups have gone a little... Um, bad and right. he's going to kind of break in and fix things again and so it looks really good so I'm super excited I'd recommend anybody go check that trailer out so that you say that's on CBS well it's not on CBS the channel so this is this is key is CBS the channel the one we can all get free you know over the air yeah OTA um, it's on CBS streaming network so that's $5.99 a month um, it might be one of those deals where you let the whole thing play out and then get it all at once Maybe a free trial or something. Dang, another service you got to get to. Win. Another service, but like I said, maybe you only pay the six bucks once, and you wait for both of these series to be completed and watch them all. Then are they coming out at the same time? No, of course not. Oh, okay. Don't be a fool. Dang. They're there to make money. Yes, I think Picard comes out first, and then the animated one comes out next. It's kind of it's, it reminds kind of like uh, Star Wars, right? Where there's the movies, and then they make the animation animated yeah. shows too. Oh, clearly, this is Star Trek's definitely the flip side of the coin to Star Wars. You know, but a lot of times Star Trek people can't be Star Wars fans. Star Wars fans can't be Star Trek fans, and I'm like, kind of like, well, you know, Xbox and PlayStation. I don't care. I like iPhone, Samsung. Yeah, exactly. I don't know why we all have to pick sides. We live in this world. We have to choose sides. You know, I'm a gray Jedi. Yeah, exactly. I go light, I go dark. I like this. Perfect. We're gray Jedi. Yeah. And so, yeah, it looks good. The other one that looks good, though, is the animated series is called Star Trek Lower Decks. And what's interesting, you're going to like this. And this is probably the one that might actually make you drop six bucks after it's all out to see it. Okay. Is it's made by one of the guys that does Rick and Morty. Really? Not, not Dan Harmon, but like one of the secondary type producers yeah. has left specifically to do Star Trek Lower Decks. And the concept is hilarious. So they've gone the funny route. They're not worried about the seriousness that a lot of Star Trek is. So almost is, like the Orville. Is the anime style like Rick and Morty too, or totally different? No, it's similar, but not the same. Okay. So if you look at you like, oh, okay, I can see it. Yeah. It's a similar style animation, but it's, because they call it Lower Decks, so these spaceships that everybody's on have so many levels but all we ever see is like the main deck with the main characters doing their thing yeah we never see what's going on on like level six <laughs> just like the bench warmers right totally right okay so these are like the scrubs and even more than them being the scrubs these are the scrubs on like a starfleet ship that doesn't do really anything it's not one that fights stuff it's one okay. that like delivers crap they're like the ups of like starfleet okay and so we get to see their adventures and all the wanky things that go along with them and it's it's got that kind of similar humor to what rick and morty is where it's really dry but lots of like science fiction comedy yeah so i'm pretty pumped about that and they're gonna go a whole season of that yeah <laughs> okay apparently 
I mean, that's that's the idea. I'm pretty excited to see it. You know, I just there's been so many good trailers on recently. I think maybe because it's getting towards the end of the year or something. Yeah. But uh, one of the other ones I saw, um, I know you saw this one, was uh, Bloodshot. Yeah, with Vin Diesel. <laughs> Number one, just so we're all being fair, I hate Vin Diesel. I think he's a, ter- <laughs> I think he's a terrible. Toretto himself. Come yeah, on. Toretto himself. He's a worse actor than uh, Aquaman. He sucks. <laughs> But uh, yeah, Vin Diesel's a star. But however, the comic itself is really cool. I actually have the very first issue of it. I used to read it. It's kind of a, a off-brand comic book company, and um, the concept looks pretty cool. I mean, what do you think? Well, I didn't know who he was, what he is, um, prior to the the trailer. You know, the trailer, or you telling us, right? And I saw the comic book. I'm like, okay, it looks pretty cool. It looks like a, a Punisher looking looking dude, right? Yeah. And then the trailer is like, oh, look, it's Toretto. He's going to go fight people. And I don't know. You can explain it. It's Well, I mean, it's the, the it's pretty basic. He's like some sort of BA and he dies. And then they bring him back to life and say, hey, listen, they're able to like imprint like memories. Yeah. And so they implant this memory in him and it tells him that this bad guy, A, killed his family and they want him to go finish him off. So he goes out there, kills these fools. And then as soon as he does, they kill him again. Well, it's, it's kind of like a shutdown, right? Yeah. They shut him down. Then they bring him back. But they print a new memory and say this bad guy killed your family yeah and so they use him as like a mercenary that they trick into like killing people because every time they bring him back he's tricked into thinking someone else killed his family so he's like a zombie yeah he's like confused punisher yeah (laughs) i mean that's exactly what it is so it's the same plot as punisher except for he's more confused so you know you have the comic right in the comic he's all like pale white skin right with like a Big ass red, Big ass red heart. He looks like he looks yeah. like he wore like the Japan flag in yeah. the costume mm-hmm. or something. But in the movie, he's he's Vin Diesel. Yeah, I right. think that they wanted to make it feel more realistic. But I think there's a lot of moments where you see some real comic booky stuff. Yeah, he's not a normal human being for sure because um, they show some like blood splattering, weird stuffs happening, and it looks kind of unique. Like I'm interested in it based solely on the fact that it's um it's good source material. Yeah, uh, despite the fact that it's freaking Vin Diesel. I mean, he looks the part. He definitely looks like Bloodshot. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I'm kind of interested in seeing how it goes. I'm assuming without, you know, no spoilers, but my assumption is he figures it out and kills the guys that keep tricking him. Yeah. <laughs> well, you get that from the trailer, right? Right? Yeah. I mean, there's no, no guess on what's going to happen here, but it looks kind of fun. The other, um, the other trailer I saw, and I don't know if you saw it, was they've got a brand new Scooby-Doo movie that oh. looks like they put some money into. I, I saw a thumbnail of it. I never I didn't click it. <laughs> it's a uh, uh, it's called Scoob, and uh, I'm trying to remember who the star was. It's someone popular because I was like, what? Because the voices all sound horrible. Like I think Scooby Doo. You remember the the TV show Last Man on Earth? Yeah. What is that actor's name? Oh, Will Arnett. No. No, Will. Will. Oh, you're, we're so close. <laughs> it's like right there. The guy from last last man alive or whatever it was. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, look 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 it up. He is the voice of Scooby Doo, I believe. And it sounds weird. Like I really like him, but he doesn't do the best Scooby Doo impression. And so they go back to basically when he meets Shaggy and they're like kids this time. 
Oh, so it goes back in time. You're right. He's like, it starts off, oh, Scooby and Shaggy's like, hey, Shaggy, you know, and they do their whole thing. He's like, you know, and they take him back in time. And the pilot then. Exactly. And uh, so we get this kids movie where um, they like, and Scooby-Doo is like so much more fluent. You know, it's not just like, he's like, all of a sudden he can say all sorts of stuff. You can understand him. Oh, yeah. He's just like, he's got full sentences going on. By the way. Will Forte. Will Forte. Yeah. Do you have all the actors in that show? Or you looked up uh, look, oh. look up the movie Scoob. I want to know who um, Shaggy is. I can't remember who Shaggy was. And he's like, oh, zoink, zoinks. I can't, I, I can't do a very good Shaggy. I do okay Scoob, I think. Oh, Raggy. But, uh, yeah, so um, I saw that trailer, and it looks pretty terrible, but I'm a, a, an old kid that likes Scooby-Doo, so I'll probably end up renting it. I don't think that's a theater movie. Wait, how do you spell Scoob? It's just C or S-C-O-O-B, Scoob. S-Coob. S-C-O-O-B. This is this is a hot, hot podcast talk. Listen, <laughs> spelling words. Okay, so the cast... Marky Mark's in there? <laughs> Mark, wait, which character is Marky Mark? Blue Falcon. Oh, Zach Efron. That's it. So Zach Efron, Efron plays Fred. Who plays Shaggy? It was someone stupid, too. Amanda Sips. Shaggy's Will Forte. Oh, wait. Shaggy's Will Forte? Wait, who are you talking about? I thought Shaggy was Scooby Doo. Maybe he plays both. Oh. Yeah, I thought, for some reason, I thought Shaggy was Scooby Doo. So who's Shaggy? Does it say on the little thing you're looking at who Shaggy is? Wait, Shaggy is Will. Yeah. Okay, so who's, so who's Scoob? Scooby-Doo? Who's Scooby-Doo's voice? Oh, Frank Welker. Oh, well, he sucks. He sucks at Scooby-Doo. It's not good. And so none of the voices sound quite right. They went too far trying to cast, like, famous people that you you recognize. Yeah. You know, the fact that they got Zac Efron, it's pretty hilarious. Amanda Seyfried's in there? Yeah. Who was the original the last Scooby-Doo movies? It was uh, like Freddie Prince Jr. or something. Oh, the old school one? Yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. I remember that. It was cracking me up. But uh, yeah, so that's kind of all I had for um, some of these trailers that are out there. Well, the other thing I saw, it wasn't a, a trailer movie, but a product trailer was for the new Razer phone. Can you believe they're bringing that thing back? I know, it looks just like the old one. What's cool about it, though, um, is it's still a flip phone, but now it's got a touchscreen on it. When it flips closed, it's got a touchscreen on the outside of the flip, and when you flip it open, it basically looks like an iPhone. Yeah, it's like a elongated iPhone. Yeah, I, I, like, I wonder if there's still enough Razer-type people out there that they're going to be super into that. Because, you know, Samsung came out with theirs, but it kind of like failed. Yeah, they made a foldable phone yeah. that like was going to be the the next thing, and then it went away. Yeah, this is I'm assuming because it it's a flip phone, it's folding as well, unless it's just a top screen and a bottom screen. Well, the thing is, I never they didn't they didn't do any PR in it. All of a sudden, just like hey, we got a new one coming out. Like, whoa, where, where did this come from? Do we need this? No, nobody <laughs> needs this. I mean, I, I suppose we you know our our Star Wars historian still uses a flip phone. Maybe he'll want it. Oh yeah, it, it'd be, he's like, hey, look at this picture, and it's. <laughs> It was like on a like a 1985 flip phone. I'm like, whoa, what are we doing, man? But uh, yeah, so I mean, that was my hot take on the 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 new razor. Uh, there's a lot of things you can do on phones. I mean, one of the things that I've seen on phones recently is Kid Danger. My son has been recording Fortnite videos. Oh yeah, and editing them on his phone, and then he adds he like steals music from YouTube, puts the thing on there, and he adds these like they're like. 
best of videos where he runs right. around just like all his victory royales. So it's kind of like a compilation of it? Yeah, like these compilations. And his first one that he made was called uh, Pooping on Kids. <laughs> I was just, it was killing me. I'm like, this is amazing. I can't wait to see the sequel of Pooping on Kids. Maybe um, if anybody visits our Twitter account, at AudioNots, I'll find the Pooping on Kids video, and I'll put it up there so you guys can all laugh with me. He's pretty good, though. It's incredible how quick these kids' reactions are to these video games. Is he working on Poop on Kids Volume 2? I'm pretty sure it's already in. <laughs> I taught him how to use, uh, he taught himself how to use Adobe Premiere Rush. Yeah. And uh, so I think his next video will be even higher quality because the first one was straight up edited on his phone. Yeah. He, he, was, he used whatever he had. He managed to like steal the music somehow and get it on there. It didn't sound, all the quality wasn't that great. Hey, the creativity is there though. The creativity is yeah. hot. Yeah. So it turned out, it turned out pretty good. So I'm excited to see how that finishes out. But, um, one of the things I want to talk about before we wrap up here real quick is I want to bring up some of my favorite songs and artists I've been listening to. And uh, I, I call those the Hot Tater Tots. And so, is that your playlist? Yeah, that's my playlist on Spotify. If you want to look at Hot Tater Tots, you can listen to all the junk I listen to. There's thousands. <laughs> There's like, you can listen to music for like weeks on end. But I know you know this guy. One of my favorite rappers right now that I think has really found his voice is Rich Brian. Oh, yeah. Were you going to go to the Rich Brian concert? I was, but then I kind of like lagged and mm. didn't buy his tickets. Missed out on yeah. it? This guy is great. Rich Brian, as some of you may know, uh, start out with a different name. I'll let, I'll let Ren say it. Well, when he first <laughs> debuted, his name was Rich Chiga. Right? I feel like that's a word I shouldn't even try to say. Yeah. Well, I'm Asian, so right? Yeah, so it's okay for <laughs> so you. I guess it's okay for me to yeah. say it. Well, he's like a dude from Indonesia. Yeah. And... Dude got like a deep voice. He's got like a really deep voice. Yeah, he looks like yeah. He looks like a little little schoolboy. He's so skinny. Yeah, he's skinny and young looking. In fact, I think he is young. He's like twenty. Yeah, I think because he raps often about how he's not even old enough to drink. Yeah, but Rich Brian, he came out with his more gimmicky name. He's clearly almost like a little dicky type when he first came out. It was almost more gimmicky, like a joke. Yeah. yeah, but he was so talented that it was there that I think he must have got with the right producer or something. Yeah. In this last album he put out, I can't remember the name of it. It's like Sailor or Sail or something. It's fantastic from top to bottom. It's yeah. one of the best rap albums of the year. And nobody's talking about it. Everybody's talking about, you know, Kanye West or Chance the Rapper. And those guys are fine. But this is this is amazing. This guy is the next next thing, I think. Rich Brian, shout out. Yeah, Rich Brian, if you want to go to Audio Knots at Twitter and hit us <laughs> up, feel free. But yeah, so my first recommendation for anybody who's not already listening to Rich Brian is Rich Brian's newest album is fantastic. You got to listen to it. It's it's he, he interlaces a lot of really good music that sounds older, almost like Beatles-style sounds that he's rapping over. Yeah. And it just, it's so well done. It's so lush, um, filled with a lot of good tones. I'm too, super into it. Yeah, and you go look at his picture, you're like, wait. You're like, that's not the guy. This guy's rapping this? No way. He could walk through a mall and nobody would harass him. Yeah. Zero. Yeah. Except yeah. us, though. We'll, yeah, we'll except for us. us. So if you're not on the Rich Brian tip, get on it. He's fantastic. The next one I have is an even lesser known rapper. This okay. guy's more local. We mentioned uh, last, last episode how we're from Oregon. Yeah. This guy, he's right out of Seattle. So he's right 
right he's right local he's like our neighbor then. yeah and i went and saw him in concert and it was pretty great and you would also never guess that this guy's a rapper <laughs> his name he doesn't even have a rap name that's how unrappy he is he's that's just, just his name right? just his name yeah. yeah his name is travis thompson and travis thompson is also fantastic so we're rich brian has kind of found his sound recently i would really yeah. only recommend his newest music yeah travis thompson has kind of been hot from the get um i would recommend travis you hop on spotify look up travis thompson he all of his songs are pretty fire and i think he got his big break he just recently signed because he's so like unrecognized right now that he just recently signed with a big label because he was on a um a Macklemore song. Yeah, because they're from the same area, right? Yeah, they're from the same area. Yeah. So he kind of sung the hook on a Macklemore song. Yeah. And that's how he, I think he got more um, famous. Well, and, he's he's a rapper slash singer. Yeah, so Travis Thompson also doesn't look like your typical rapper. He's a little, kind of a little short, fat, white kid. <laughs> um, super fun. I watched him do a concert uh, in Portland, and I thought he did a super good job. But, man, I, I do you like Travis? I like Travis. Yeah, Travis is good. I don't know that he's as good as Rich Brian as far as talent, but he's so good that he should be more famous. Right. He's, his talent level isn't equal to his fame level. So let's give him some listens. I love us some Travis Thompson. Um, the next one that I wanted to bring up, because I just like I like bringing up these these groups, bands, and musicians that no one's heard of, is a guy by the name of Orville Peck. Now, <laughs> Orville Peck's a weird one. Orville Peck, I would almost compare him. Not vocally, but looks. yeah, looks to like a Sia. He doesn't want people to know who he is, and he wears a cowboy hat, and he's got this like chandelier flurry thing like hanging in his face. Yeah, it's like wearing like a beard. Yeah, in a way. it's really weird. He's openly gay, which is cool for especially the country scene. You know, I'm all inclusive. I say let's go. You know, and he, but while he's openly gay, he doesn't want people to know who he is, and it's not because he's gay it's because apparently he's part of a bigger band out of canada yeah so if we probably did some research we'd figure out which i think it's an alternative band what hot alternatives coming out of canada we could probably figure out what band this guy's from but orville peck is another one that it's not your typical country because i'm not a big are you a big country guy Uh, a little bit well he's more like like borderline right right yeah borderline he's more like folk americana yeah style it's it's slower but it's it's really well produced uh you can tell he's definitely from a bigger band he's got a great great vocals yeah but um yeah i dig it i mean and everybody should jump on the orville peck train because it's it's weird and fantastic and he looks weird yeah even if you don't like his music look up his picture it's yeah. a str- it's a strange thing. you're like what the heck and then my my last hot tot for today before we wrap it up for the day is a guy by the name of mark ribelet I think that's how you say it. It might be Rebellet. I don't know. But I actually found this guy. He's, he's much smaller. Like, I'm moving down the list and they're getting less and less known. Yeah, I don't even know who he is. <laughs> so, Mark Rebellet is. Um, he's like a Reddit guy. So, he does. I think he's on Twitter, Reddit, and. I don't know. Oh, I remember this guy. You mentioned it one time. Yeah, I was going to go to his concert. I still might. I think he might still be coming. So, his whole deal is he gets online and does like live streaming. Yeah. 
and the viewers can jump on there and ask him, like give him topics, and he'll sing about it. He's a fantastic musician. He's really good at the piano. He does vocals, but he makes up the lyrics on the spot, makes up the music on the spot, whether it's like a soul song or a rap song or whatever you want. He's another, like you would never guess this guy's a musician. He's this like skinny white guy with big fat glasses. It's just really strange, but it's hilarious. And now he's taking a tour where he's going around city to city. And I believe he's going to be in Portland soon so so you as the audience can yell out stuff yeah he'll for sure sing about it look up on youtube you can see the videos of it and people yell stuff out like so in the last i'm gonna get a little graphic here if the kids are listening on this last concert <laughs> one of the fans yell i want you to fuck my wife he says you want me to what he's like i want you to fuck my wife and he's like i can't believe you said that and then he grabs like his thing and goes what the fuck, fuck, fuck your wife? And everybody starts chanting. It's It was incredible. It's the kind of thing that's audience participation. Everybody's having a good time. It's all for fun. And he's just so talented. I'm not sure this guy could make a real song because it's all weird. He's on Spotify, but I'm not sure it plays as well on Spotify. Well, it makes it interesting because like, his concert would be one of a kind. For sure, right? yeah. Every city he goes to one of a kind. Completely different. Okay. And so it, I highly recommend checking out Mark Ribellet and I think it's his name is spelled R-E-B-I-L-L-E-T check him out um, on the social media but best case if you can if he's coming to your town go see him live because you get a few drinks in you you're going to have a good time for sure I guarantee you that's a good time <laughs> what would you yell out? I don't know well, not that but <laughs> I don't know I'd be like tell him that Audionauts rules <laughs> maybe we should contact him because here's the thing this guy is so small brand like he's he's like on our level but way more talented than us yeah, yeah. like a thousand times more yeah. talented than us he puts his phone number still his real phone number on his live streams so you can just call him I, how about this I, I, here's what I promised the audience I'm gonna call him before the next podcast and ask him if he'll make a song because that's some of the things he does too oh, yeah. he'll make a song for our, our podcast he'll probably tell us to step off or maybe he'll ignore me completely but I'll try yeah, why not I mean he, he put it to the public for a reason right for you yeah he wants it yeah. now whether he wants to help us be cool or not I don't know well, we're, a, we're a podcast <laughs> alright let's do it but yeah I mean that. do you have any new music that you're listening to you want to share well, right now I'm kind of like into um, this chick, right? Her name is um, Doja Cat. Oh my gosh, I know Doja. Well, the first time she like kind of debuted was like a gimmicky. Yeah, it was. It was almost like, like Rich Brian. Yeah. Maybe we have a theme here. We like like weird music. They start off kind of silly, but they're so talented that they have yeah. to become. <clears throat> she had like a cow's cow music, like moo. Yeah, like, moo. Yeah, it's freaking hilarious, but. If you listen to her like more um, actual songs, she's really talented. She she has like a little little Nicki Minaj in there. She yeah. raps. She has a little uh, Rihanna in there. Right. And it's just it's, and then she's like alternative too. It's she's a hot life. too. Yeah. She's very uh, photogenic. And her new album, she has a song featuring Gucci Mane too. Okay, so she's starting to see yeah. mainstream. Yeah. So that that's an excellent pick. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there you go. Rich Brian, Travis Thompson, Mark Ribolet, Overall Peck, and Doja Cat. Yeah. I mean, th those are the ones you haven't heard of. Maybe we should call this segment, you haven't heard, but you should. Yeah. <laughs> you heard now. <laughs> so, yeah, check them out. They're fantastic. And I think with that, we're going to kind of wrap it up. I just want to remind everybody to 
tell your family and friends to check us out. We've got lots of cool, fun things happening along the way. You can listen to us on Anchor, Spotify, and Radio Public. You can find us on the social medias at Audionauts on Facebook and Twitter and Audionauts Podcast on Instagram. Uh, we look forward to checking in as often as we can, um, and we will catch you on the flip side. See ya. See ya. This show gives me rectile function. (laughs) 